Welcome to the Here We Go Podcast, episode 001. Um, for me, the Here We Go Podcast was something Jerry and I kind of brainstormed about because I felt like we had similar experiences and we went through like some trying times in our lives um, around the same times and if not at the same times at different points. But through conversations, you know, really peeling back the layers, we realized that we probably didn't have to go through those experiences alone. Um, and you know, a lot of people shared our experience. So we was like, damn, if I went through this and you went through this and we know several other people went through this, so it might be a lot more people. So for us, it kind of became this therapeutic idea to kind of get out what you've experienced and what you've learned and the perspective you've gained and the, the areas you continue, you still need to continue to grow in. Um, and so that's how we kind of came across the idea of creating this podcast and kind of have this platform to express different thoughts, ideas, beliefs, um, good or bad. Yeah, this was a way for me to get away from my kids. Fuck them kids. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this was a opportunity to um, sit down and talk to one of my best friends about just life. Who said one of them? Yeah, one of them. One of them. Yeah, you, 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 got, you got multiple, don't you? Don't right. you got a best, another best friend? Yeah, let's keep going, right. But yeah, so this was an opportunity for me to be able to talk to one of my best friends about my issues <laughs> and about things that we had going on, <laughs> and that was it. Yeah, so I think um, we kind of became all, each other's therapists, right, through the process. All right, by the way, this is Jerry Oliveris, right? Well, this ain't Jerry Oliveris. My co-host is Jerry Oliveris. I'm Michael Sherry. Um, and we've been knowing each other like well, almost twenty years, roughly, roughly yeah, like, like eighteen, something, something like that. What's up, Bill? And um, yeah, so we kind of came this therapy session where we would kind of challenge each other's ideas, challenge each other's beliefs, um, give perspective, and things like that. Um, and through the course of our own individual roles, we kind of came back and compared notes about what you learned and what I learned. And things like that so again that's kind of what kicked off the whole idea of the podcast so what I wanted to ask you right to kind of give a background um, for everything like what was it like for you growing up like how, what do you remember most about your childhood um, what I remember most was that one I was a inside kid not really an outside kid I was I was stuck inside most of the time and I really didn't socialize with a lot of people. I didn't do a lot of things, and my parents, they, they were some, they was, they were loving, but they were tough. They were different. Um, growing up, Haitian parents. <laughs> growing up, growing up Haitian. Hey, hey, I don't even think Haitian parents. I think it's, it's parents from the islands. Like you may have little nooks and crannies of differences here, but in general, like parents from the Caribbean, they, kind of, they tough. In general, of course, there's exceptions, but in general, they kind of all raise you know their kids the same more or less and that was the thing so for me it was it was more of I felt like I needed I needed more attention back in the days more you know more I love you's and more hey you, you can do it you can do that that wasn't the case most of the time it's either you were being compared to somebody and you were dealing with the fact that with my parents it's like they were paranoid about everything my dad was paranoid about, you know, kids getting kidnapped or something bad happening. So at every turn, I remember. Maybe if you ever got kidnapped, kidnapping ain't bad. Kidnapped? 
take the right kids. No, nah, that's not, <laughs> nah, that's some other shit. But take the right kids. You know, just might be happy. <laughs> <laughs> just, just remember, bro. Like it was, it was some fun moments, but it was more, it was more um, moments of you know my parents being worried or you know they idea of trying to encourage you is basically belittling you into it or trying to guilt you into or shame you into doing some shit and it was it was interesting yeah i had a similar experience um growing up myself i think for you it was more challenging because yeah your parents had kids outside of your mother and father um like your father had kids from a previous relationship and so did your mother but when your parents came together you were the the oldest. oldest of that marriage of, of that relationship so you kind of had different pressures and expectations with me on the other hand my father and mother I was the last of both of them of, of each one of them um, and so for me like my experience was almost I want to say completely different um, me being the youngest I got the most liberty I got the most leeway um, and I know it's a lot of people out there like rolling the ass right now right probably are like and then the youngest they kind of are cheering because you know you understand it to the favorite who <laughs> said the favorite yeah crazy but like for me as far as like being an indoor kid or outdoor kid like early on I was definitely like an outdoor kid I, I went out and I was very athletic very um active as I kind of got older and I started to gain weight and things like that I became more of an indoor kid you stopped chasing um, them cats that's what I'm talking about right that's racist <laughs> <laughs> but um but as far as like my the parenting um I really felt like I had anger issues and that came more from just observing my father because he didn't know how to really control his anger he never I can't I honestly cannot recall my father ever hitting me or, or or anything like that so he never like hit any of us he just didn't know how to emotionally handle I mean maturely handle situations um and things like that, like I was him abrupt or speak with very, you know, strong energy or whatever the case. But as far as growing up for me, I really ran the table at everything. I pretty much did what I wanted to do. And it kind of even became more of a thing because like as I got into like my late teens, one thing that I hated was how everyone would call me their baby brother, things like that, or their younger brother. Well, I say younger, but they would call me their baby brother. And they always put me in this box of me being the youngest. And um, I didn't like that. So, like, around my late teens, I really fought for my own independence and my own identity outside of what my siblings or my parents thought that I was going to be or supposed to be. So I think very early on, I challenged um, my reality. I didn't know that's what I was doing at the time. Um, But I definitely fought for my independence, fought for my own autonomy to make my own decisions and things like that and not fall into what my siblings expected me to be or my you know father expected me to be or my mother so on and so forth so for me like I had a lot more liberty growing up growing see up. another thing to piggyback off what you said like you had the opportunity to be loose free and do say what was, you want and it's loose. like oh loose. nah you loose out here <laughs> and that was the thing like I didn't have that mindset that I I, I could do that like the fact that I was older, I had the mindset of, oh, okay, you know what? Basically, watch over your little brother. Make sure that he's okay. Make sure that things are okay. 
and there was moments where you know being a kid I'm being dragged into the middle of adult conversations because I'm now you know the oldest and it's like okay now my mom and dad might have issues and it's like hey Jerry which one of us is right like it's like mm-hmm. whoa yeah, <laughs> hey. I never had, I never had. I'm a kid yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know yeah. I don't know what's going on but there was moments where you know I had to make this like <laughs> I had to make these decisions and I was thinking about things so it's like I've always been in a place where it's like all right you know what I have to be responsible I have to think about the next person and doing things like that so it it was a it was a different experience yeah so I think like well I don't think what well maybe I do think I believe that like um like those experiences like laid the foundation for who you are as a person so much so that we grow up to be these versions of ourselves that, that we were when we were younger and then we grow up to be those versions of ourselves as, as adults and all the deficiencies or the things that you are good at or good in as an adult you either you just think that's just how you are you attribute it to oh that's just how I am this is just how I was I think me being very um, inquisitive and skeptical and and challenging a lot of what I believe came from the fact that I didn't have any real structure in terms of what I had to do. And I fought for that even more as I got into my late teens. But you, on the other hand, you kind of was regimented and they really put these ex- expectations on you. So from those things, I think we kind of start to grow into being adults who are kind of repeating those cycles um, that our parents kind of gave to us. And they gave us good tools and bad tools. They instilled good things in us and bad as well. Um, but the the whole idea is that ultimately when you grow up or as you start to grow and become more self-aware hopefully you are just a summation of all the conditioning that you had as a young kid like this version of yourself that you claim to be this is who you are is not really true necessarily it's just who you've been conditioned to be up until that point when you become aware of it right and that's the journey we was on right now when we looking at it like you know what damn we we 32 and it's like now we're just really getting into the deep like the real like under the iceberg of figuring out who we are and who we want to be like challenging like even the most like minuscule minute things like I'm trying to find I find myself challenging like why do I feel like disciplining a kid is this way or why do I believe in this way of doing something? Or, you know, why do I believe in finances the way I do? Or why do I view people the way that I do? Like, all of those things I feel like come from a foundation of your childhood, um, good or bad. Um, being an overly anxious kid, you might have been somebody who was kind of told to kind of always look ahead, always pay attention to the future. Right? That, you always got to watch out for your siblings. You always have to think ahead. And that was that was the thing for me, where it's like... <laughs> Seeing my dad and seeing my mom and realizing that, you know, they care for us a lot, but they were overly anxious too. One day, I remember I just went to the corner. I was a kid, maybe like 10 or 11, and I just went to the corner to the stop sign, and I came back, and my dad automatically snapped, like, oh, where were you? What were you doing? What happened to you? I'm like, nigga, I went to the stop sign, and I came back. Nah, it wasn't even no friends. It was just, it was just me just going outside for once. It was something different because they were always used to me being the inside kid. I was a kid who sat in front of the TV all day watching TV. So now that I had this moment that I was like, hey, you know what? 
I'm gonna just go outside, get some fresh air, and just walk around. But because you didn't see me for a split second, you thought I was gone. You thought the worst. And you know, as I've gotten older, I realize how you know I have these anxious moments. I'll have anxiety over things, and I didn't realize at the moment like what it was, what anxiety was, what any of it was. It was just that oh, I thought this is how I was supposed to be, like. My parents were always like this. They were always worried about something, something happening, something being big. So I thought that's just, that's how you're supposed to be. That's how I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed yeah. to worry about this stuff. Yeah, and I think kids, like not kids, but parents in general, tend to raise their kids out of fear, right? Everything is more fear-based than like trying to let you just know the reality and see what you know things are for what they are like. You know, my parents never set me down and we ever went over the finances to be like, this is what we got, this is what we, you know, spend, this is what we have left over. It was always like, oh, y'all leave the water running all day and all night, we ain't gonna pay the water bill. Y'all leave the lights on all day and all night. Like, it made you afraid to do so. Right? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times, like, just people in general, like, we condition ourselves through fear. Most of the things we do are done through fear. And as I'm learning, like, I just want to, like, teach my kids to do things at, as just the facts that these are the facts this is what these things are these are the you know troubles that come through us or the, the what's the word um, the challenges that come with these things this is what happened if you don't um, you know plan for it correctly and these will be consequences versus trying to instill them like because again parents often think that they're doing and they are they're trying to do, the do best. what's best for you um, but they kind of instill all of these fears and they ingrain all of these like traumas in you that you don't even realize are fears and traumas. And so like as you start to grow into an adult, you start to, I know at least for me, maybe envy or maybe even admire certain things that certain kids have. Like, oh, this kid is really good at this or this person is really good at that or that girl is really great at this or that guy is really good at such and such. And so, because you've just been conditioned and you haven't really been taught to really think, most of us anyway, you start to believe that, oh, that's just how he is, or that's just how she is, or that's just how they are. They were just born with it. Exactly. Oh, he's just a good leader, or she's just naturally assertive. You know, he's just, um, you know, this very creative person, or she's just this very intuitive kid. Um, Not understanding that your parents kind of ingrained these things in you at a very early age, like, one thing for me at 26 that I kind of realized was like the skill, right? Because I think all of those things are skills, like, right? Everything is a skill. Anything that you lack is just a skill that you haven't developed. So one skill that I hadn't developed that I realized at 26 was checking in on people. Like, of course, I would keep in touch with people and my closest friends and we would talk. But like, if someone said they were going to have a surgery or someone was sick or someone had some financial woes or whatever the case may be, like it never dawned on me to be like, yo, dude, how you doing with this? How, how's we like to do those mental health checks? And I realized that's a skill. But to some people right now, I'm thinking, listen to the, they'll be like, of course, you check, you check on, on people. Of course you do that because you were conditioned and it was ingrained in you to do those things. Um, and now the thing, that was another skill. Like the thing for me was basically in a sense saying, saying hi to people. Like, you know, within Caribbean households or just island folks, like saying hi to people that come over your house is a hug, a kiss, or whatever it may be. But going out, and I might be in a store, and it might be a cashier, 
she checked my things. I'll say thank you after, but I wouldn't come and I wouldn't say hi. I wouldn't be the person to say hi at first. And it's not till Murr told me, hey, that's rude. Who's Murr? Murr's my wife. Oh, wow. And she told me, that's rude. Why don't you say hi to him? I'm like, I don't know. But then I thought about it. It was just like, well, I ain't friendly. There was, it was always yeah, right. thing. Well, I ain't friendly. You say those things, right? Like, I'm not a friendly person. I'm not a no, friendly you person. You, didn't, you weren't conditioned for the skill of, like, talking to people or being open to people. Um, and for me, it was quite the opposite. Like, I, some social etiquettes, I'm, like, trash. Like, yeah, saying hi to everybody or good morning and things like that. Like, that's something that I, I, I learned. But, like, there are some other things that I may do where I, like, I don't introduce myself. Or I don't introduce somebody that I, I may be with. A friend, uh, a girlfriend, cousin. I don't introduce people. Because it's not something that I think about doing. But I could understand how it's perceived as rude. But I don't have that value in that to really do that. Because for me, on the opposite, like, I wasn't really taught to care what people think about me. So I kind of, not to say that I did things rudely or I didn't think about my actions or the impact of my words I just didn't let the thoughts of other people weigh on what I would or wouldn't do um, as much so for me I was quite the opposite um, see and and that's the thing it's like again you said you're the opposite of that and with my parents it's like we always talk about finding the balance of things right and I could see when things were um was in, in an imbalance where it was like with them it's like yes they would talk about either like, oh, what would people think? Or what would society think in a sense? Like, oh, if somebody came into the house, the house always has to be clean. Because if somebody came into the house and they saw the house was dirty, it was like, well, hey, today's laundry day. That's why I got clothes all over the place. Or, hey, I'm cleaning. I just haven't, you know, sweeped everything out. But now you have this thing in your head that, oh, these people are going to talk about you. And it's like finding that balance of understanding that, hey, you know what, hey, yeah, you care about what they think but it shouldn't be the driving force onto how you live your life and do the things that you do like I'm keeping the house clean because I want a clean house but if I have a day where oh you know I didn't have an opportunity to clean and you come to my house and you see that oh okay you know what it's messy if your first thought is oh damn this nigga's dirty that's your issue not me I know that I clean but it's always looking at it and finding that balance between everything to see like okay you know what Maybe you're taking it to another extreme. Yeah, and, and I think, again, like, the, the anxiety that, you know, because for me, I feel like depression, you get depressed when you think too far in the past, and I feel like you get anxiety when you're constantly thinking too far in the future, right? You're using your past experiences to predict the future. That's what gives you anxiety. And depression is you're so stuck in the past experiences that it, it can't allow you to move into the future because you're so caught up in, in those past experiences, and that's why we become depressed about things so for me because I was like my parents said the same things to me right be being mindful of what people think about you and things like that that's why like for Caribbean parents or even like African South African parents and things like that like you know they'll tell you you can only be three things lawyer doctor or a nurse or something engineer engineer, right those are the only three if you ain't one of them three things you're you're a failure right so very and and I think it had more to do with like the prestige that comes attached to those um, jobs like if someone says a lawyer, like you kind of respect them more. There's more reverence. If someone says that you're a doctor, there's more reverence. If someone says you're an engineer, there's a lot of reverence behind that. So like our parents, growing up in the situation that they grow in, most of the times, like they just want that like self-respect. They want that ability for someone to value them as people. 
So they kind of grow up and teach you these things because they want you to have these skills and all these things. And be, and now you kind of can develop a habit of thinking about what other people think about you and trying to do things to look or keep up with the Joneses. So to wrap up what I'm saying, so because I had that early on stage of like challenging what my parents would say or do, when they would say those things to me, I would be like, so what? Like, so what? They, they would think something about me. So what? These people care this about me. But I was conditioned in a different way than my siblings were. I was treated differently than my siblings were. Not to say like bad, but just raised. By the time my mother had me, she was almost 40. My right. father was in his early 40s. So far different than when my mother had my you know oldest sibling in her teens. So this is my question. Tell the people who you were back then and who you see yourself right now at 34 years old. I'm 32. <laughs> You're older than me. Don't stop this. You're older I'm not older than you, man. I ain't got time for this. So tell the people now, <laughs> you back then, and the changes you see at you at 34. I was born at 87. Yeah, we don't need your years. We don't I, need your numbers. Yeah, I could do the math. Um, but yeah, me back then, right? So also, like, um, being very challenging like challenge a lot of my reality that also allowed me to I was very confrontational um and I think like those are the things about skills like any skill or any conditioning that you have there's good and there's bad to it right a person who's super laid back that's a great skill because things don't bother you but sometimes you might need to have a sense of urgency in areas that you should and you probably don't because you're so laid back um so for me like growing up like I was a angry kid but I think they have more to do with the expectations that my siblings were putting on me. And that's really why I started to challenge those things. Like I got into fights. I, I, I got suspended every year from like fifth grade to like senior year of high school. And I got into a fight every year from like second grade until my senior year in high school. Yeah, I remember some of those fights. Yeah, I got, and I remember one time I got in a fight in seventh grade, got suspended, came back, got in another fight, the dad came back. Um, so yeah, I was a very confrontational kid. Um, there was a myriad of things going on, like my own self-worth and self-esteem and self-confidence and things like that. Um, trying to navigate things and, you know, going through those depression as you are as a teenager, as your hormones starting to change. So, yeah, I was a very reactive kid. Um, very much so emotional. I still think, like, as an adult, I'm emotional. Um, I'm not crying or anything like that. But certain people can impact me far easier um, than they probably should be able to. Side note, it is okay to cry. This guy. It's okay to cry. Let it out. But yeah, so I was very, I was a very emotional kid. Um, my emotional maturity, well, my emotional intelligence was, was, I felt like, higher than average. I knew how to behave in certain situations. I knew what to say and what not to say for the most part. Um, but I had a temper. Um, and that temper was kind of what people defined me as. So much so that even after years of people not seeing me blow up or get angry, I get angry once and oh, this nigga's always mad about something. Y'all ain't seen me get angry in years. Like I've been calm all this time. I've been processing stuff. I'm working it's through been, stuff. It's been years since y'all saw me blow up or even have a desire to want to fight somebody. So I think now, like around the age of twenty-eight-ish, I really started to really dive deeper into um, who I was 
right? And that's why when people tell you, oh, you don't know who you are, and you be like, I know who I am. What you're really saying is I know what I've been conditioned to be. And at 28, I think the light bulb kind of went off for me when I really started to realize, like, all of these beliefs that I had that I didn't like when I was growing up, I was living them, though. All of these um, habits that I didn't like that my parents did, I was still living them, though, right? Like, being poor with money, like, managing money poorly. Um, um, you know, the temper that I had. Um, the the skepticism of people sometimes, you know, and I really started to break down and question like every single belief that I had. Um, I went from being like, I believe in God. Then I got super devout at one point, like I was even doing sermons at church. And then I became like an atheist. Then I became agnostic. And now I'm like super spiritual, right? And all of those things had to happen because of my nature to challenge, you know, my world. And so now at 32, I see myself um, not as a flawed individual, but a person who either has certain skills or I don't, right? Like, and it's not to say that I'm not of a value or I'm innately fucked up or broken or whatever you want to say, broken. It's, I just didn't have, ha there are certain skills that I, I gained and certain skills that I didn't. Like, I'm a personable person. That's a skill that I develop subconsciously. Um, I'm good at communications. That's a skill that I develop subconsciously. Um, I can understand other people's perspective. I like to think of myself as not really a judgmental person. Those are skills that I develop. Um, but on the flip side of that, like, I sometimes lack patience. Um, I sometimes can be extremely stubborn. I can, you know expect people to be at my level in certain areas right and those are skills that I didn't develop to understand that people move and operate differently so at 32 32 I have come to realize that I'm a summation of the things I the skills I do and don't have but those lack of skills and the skills that I do have doesn't make me superior to someone and it doesn't make me inferior to anyone. These are just skills that I do or don't have. And it's all due to the life that I've experienced. So for me to take my life and say that I'm, my life is better than this person on the street or this boss who's an asshole, or I'm a better person than someone, that's kind of a very arrogant thing to say because you're only who you are given your experiences that you've had. So you just got lucky enough to have these experiences where you can feel this way. Um, because it could have been way worse. So, like, that gratitude that I've kind of cultivated um, kind of lets me understand that there are areas I need to work on, but not because I'm fundamentally flawed, um, but because there were just skills that I didn't learn to cultivate, and now I'm in the process of, like, trying to ingrain those things. So, that would be for me. All right, and for me, first I got to address the fact that you're 34. And for me... Back then, as a kid, back when I was younger, I realized that I was a I was a shy kid. I was stuck inside. I worried about I worried a lot about what people were thinking and the way that I behaved and act. I always thought, you know, what it was my place to feel like, you know, I had to either fix everything 
or you know try to help someone to either feel better or do these things and looking at it and realizing that me being anxious at the time I didn't know what anxiety was or nothing like that but it kept me from doing certain things from either trying out for a team or you know talking to a certain person or just <laughs> nah, no. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Just you know, just talking to people. Nah, no baby. Just talking to people. Just being able to be, you know, personable with people. Just being able to communicate with people and being able to be around people. Like I, I never really, you know, cultivated that skill, like you said. But as I've gotten older and realized that, okay, you know what this was anxiety and the fact that hey I can talk to people I can be around people like it's taken me a while to get to that point but now that I've gotten somewhat close or somewhat better at communicating with people taking myself out of my comfort zone going into places that I normally wouldn't go saying hi to people that I know I wouldn't say hi to holding conversations with people and you know trying to do different things and through my experiences from you know getting married having kids and realizing that you know for me to be a better for me to be better and for my kids to be good and for my wife to be good like I have to legit do the work to be a better version of myself I had to let go of all of these things that you know I held on to like okay you know what I have to be super, super responsible. I got to be completely on that side. Everything falls on my shoulder. Like, if anything fails, if anything happens, it was because of me. Because I wasn't perfect at the time. And that was a major thing in my mind. Like, you know, I have to be perfect. I have to be this. I have to be perfection for everything to work out. And as I've grown, I just started realizing, like, there's no such thing as perfection. There's only the opportunities in front of us, and I have to do the work, be it good, bad, or whatever. There's a learning experience in it. There's something that I can gain from it, and I can grow from it. Some of it I don't like, but I know that I can get better from it. And that's been a difference, I think, between like these years. And actually talking to you more actually helped me to realize that. Because, you know, the certain skills that you cultivated you basically rubbed off on me and allowed me to be able to see things differently that you know what hey you don't have to be stuck in this thing so actually being able to communicate and express your feelings and things like that has allowed me to grow as a person as a friend as a husband as a son yeah um so i think ultimately it all kind of boils down to the idea that for me the gratitude that I've kind of cultivated and the understanding that I've kind of cultivated on um, the skill of gratitude because people think gratitude is like something like it's a skill too. like being grateful. You have to learn how to be grateful um, as crazy as it may seem. Um, just like you have to learn to be, you know, giving. Right. Um, all of those things, having that perspective kind of has kind of shifted my mind where if someone isn't as quick to come to a conclusion as I have or if if someone isn't as quick to understand things or if someone breaks down at the first sign of a difficult 
task or a trying moment in life, I'm learning not to have that superiority to be like, how could you not know this? Or how could you not? Because I grew up really poor. You know, well, I didn't grow up poor, but my parents were just terrible with money. We might as well have been fucking poor. Um, so it gave me a certain level of resilience. And like someone else might have had that experience. So I can't then turn around and be like, oh, how are you breaking down and falling apart at this little, you know, thing that's happening to you? Um, I've been through far worse. Yeah, they might not have been. And their experience is their own. So I think ultimately with the podcast and just conversations, um, we're just kind of going to delve into those kind of ideas and thoughts more. Um, Very specific topics about like, what is it like being a man in today's society? Or, you know, you being a husband, um, being married early. Yeah. um, Finances. Finances, sex, you know social constructs, the reason why we believe the things we do, the ego, what does it mean, why is it a thing that we don't really fully understand, um, yeah, and I think these conversations just kind of furthered our own personal growth, and it allowed, at least for me, to really connect with the idea that I'm struggling with this, and there's probably hundreds and thousands of millions of people going through these same experiences, from relationships to child rearing you know right so yeah so this is what the here we go podcast is going to be about um thank you guys for listening welcome to the here we go podcast see you next time episode 001 here we go